Okay, we're beginning here with the Mishnah on Chafam and Aleph. The Mishnah says, En Megillah. One may not read the Megillah. Velo Malin. One cannot perform a Brit Milah. Velo Tovlin. And one cannot, the way Rashi learns it is that Tovel go to the Mikveh. That someone who is obligated on their seventh day to go to the Mikveh, like a Zab or a Tamimate. That the individual, when they go to the Mikveh, that's what Velo Tovlin means. Tosafot, on the other hand, says it's connected to the next statement, which is velo mazin. Mazin is the sprinkling of the afer of the paraduma on the individual who is tamimate. And the lo tovlim over here, Tosafot suggests, is not the tovlim of the person themselves going to the mikveh, but rather, lakach nirak perish rivad, bitvilot ezov, davi Talking about the ezov, when you dip the ezov into the liquid to sprinkle it, that is what the Tovlim is here. So it's connected to the Lomazin afterwards. She may not go to the mikveh until the sun rises. And all of them, if they did it from the time of dawn, then they are kasher. Right, we're going to discuss all the pieces here. And I'm going to postpone speaking about Shemeret Yom Keneged Yom until the Gemara gets to it. But here we have a number of items, the Megillah, the Milah, Tevilah, Hazaah, and Shomer, Yom Keneged Yom, those five items, which their mitzvah is at the beginning of the day. So we say that you should start at sunrise. And Bidyavad, if you started even from before sunrise, you started at dawn, then it's Kasher. So now Minalan, how do we know that these items are during the daytime? So this is a reference to the Megillah and the Mitzvot of Purim, which is Vayamim Ha'ile Nizkarim. So these days are mentioned. That's the read the Megillah and Asim are the Mitzvot of Purim. So they're Bayomin. You can do them during the day, Belaylalo. Isn't this a problem, a refutation of the position of Rabbi Shub and Levi? That a person has to read the Megillah at night and then repeat it again during the day. So here you see that you're supposed to read the Megillah at night. Yet our Mishnah is indicating that you only read the Mishnah, the Megillah during the day. That's speaking about the daytime. So it's not coming to preclude the possibility of reading the Megillah at night. It's just telling you the Megillah or the mitzvah of Megillah during the day can only be started from Neitzachama, from sunrise. It's not saying that there's only Megillah reading during the day. There might be a Megillah reading at night, but that's not relevant to this Mishnah. What's relevant to this Mishnah is the Megillah reading during the day must be done during the day. When does the day start? When the sun rises. And that's what it means here, that the Megillah is read after sunrise on the day of Purim. Right, Vayamim means these days. But the Gemara says that the fact that it expressed it in the terminology Yamim, which we find in other places in the Torah, that the Gemara Darshans, when it says Shivat Yamim, for seven days, again, the word day can have two meanings. We discussed this in the past, that a Yom can mean 24 hours, or Yom can mean daytime. So over here, what the Gemara is saying in this instance is that the word Yamim means days, but days located, but narrowed to the time days, the daytime of the days. So because the word has both meanings, the Gemara is saying that over here, the meaning of the word Yamim is not simply the days, meaning 24 hours, but the days, meaning the daytimes of. And so by defining it that way, they come out with the word, even though that's Pashtura Pasuk, it also comes and tells you that it can only be done during the day. Now, you can ask, and this is a problem that we have, that we dealt with this in the Gemara and Sukkah, 
is sometimes the Gemara says it's this way and sometimes other ways. And it's not clear. Gemara, you have to have some sort of misora that when the word yom or yamim are used, that it means either 24 hours or it means daytime. And without that, it's unclear. I mean, you could read the psukim in either way, since the word has both meanings to it. So your Chazal are saying that the word yamim here means yamim during the daytime and not just yamim days. All right. On the day, the eighth day, meaning daytime, you have to do the milah. Now, that's interesting because this has a number of ramifications, including what happens after the eighth day. Now, we know that in terms of a milah before the eighth day, that that's not a kosher milah. The milah might only be done on the eighth day. So, on the eighth day, it has to start after sunrise on the eighth day because it's the daytime in which the milah is performed. And then we have a general principle, which we'll see again, as mentioned again here, which is Rizim Maktim in the Mitzvot. So we try to do it early as possible in the day, time of the eighth day. But what happens to a Milah Shalob is Mana? What happens if the Milah is not on the eighth day? Is there still a requirement be done during the day? That happens to be Amachloket Tanaim, as to whether there is still a requirement to do the Milah during the day after the eighth day? Or does it mean from Yom HaShmini Vahala, from the eighth day and onward? So on the eighth day itself, there is a requirement to do it in the daytime. But after that point, you can do it any time after the daytime. Rashi himself mentions that with regards to tefillah in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, the way Rashi divines tefillah is going to the mikveh. And he says that the requirement to go to the mikveh on the seventh day for the tamay mate and for the zav is during the daytime. But what happens if they don't go to the mikveh on the seventh day? Can they go after that? They can even go a night after that. They can go on the night after the seventh, and then they can go on the eighth day or the eighth day night, and so on and so forth. The requirement to go during the day is only when you do it on the day itself, the seventh day. But after that, you can do it anytime you want. So you could say the same thing. I mean, there are Tanaim that say that with regards to Yom Hashbini, and there are those that say, no, it's only during the daytime that you can perform Milah, and that's even the case with Milah Shalobiz Manah. Then the Rabbeinu Ephraim raises an issue here in the Tosafot, which is really a sugyo and kiddushin. But he asks, if that's the case, why does the Gemara and kiddushin need a specific miyut to say that a woman is turah from the milah if it's really a mitzvah asesha's mangrama? Because over here we're saying that the mitzvah of milah is only during the day and not at night. That makes it into a mitzvah asesha's mangrama. So Tosafot gives two answers here. One answer is that it's a mitzvah to say that includes karet with it. And since it has a karet, you would have thought that even though it's mitzvah to say she has mangrama, because of its severity, the women would also be chayavot in it. And that's what the pasuk or the miyut comes to teach you that women are pturot. Or Tosvot says that inami lamila shalobizmana ukamandamar dunogim ben beyom ubemelaila. It's according to the one who says that mila shalobizmana, meaning mila after the eighth day can be done day and night. So that it's really not called a mitzvah to say shazman grama, because once the mitzvah comes into effect, meaning on the eighth day, from that time period forward, it is continuous. Because then you could do the mila at any time. So that's according to the mandamar who says you could do mila at night. But ain't no chanami, according to the one who says that you can only do mila during the day after the eighth day, it would be a mitzvah to say shazman grama, you wouldn't need that miyut in the gemara and kiddushin. That's an important discussion there in the rishonim. Tosafot's bringing up an issue about how you define mitzvah tasesha as man grama. What is called? Is a time-bound mitzvah? Or is it a mitzvah that is driven by time? So those two definitions we saw when we did those gemarot, that there is a machlok to rishonim, and over here Tosafot is dealing with that with regards to milah after the eighth day. 
is that called a mitzvah seisha as mangrama because you can't do it until the eighth day? Or is it not a mitzvah seisha as mangrama because from the eighth day and onward you can do it day or night, at least according to those Tanaim that believe that that's the case? All right, now we move on to the next item in the Mishnah. It says, V'lo tovlim v'lo mazlin. Dichtiv, as it says, V'hiza ha-tohor ala tamei, that the tohor will sprinkle on the tamei, Bayom ha-shivii. So that's on the seventh day. V'itkish tvila ala hazayah. And tvila, there is some sort of connection, juxtaposition of tvila to hazayah, because it says at the end of the pasuk, V'rachatz v'amayim. So, V'rachatz v'amayim v'tahir. So the Rechitza, which is the Tefillah, according to Rashi, that connects it to the Hazayah. On the other hand, Tosafot's going to have to learn that the connection here is between the Tefillah of the Izov and Hazayah, which is B'Taval V'amayim V'Hizah, that you dip it into the water, the Meinida, and then you sprinkle with it. So that Tefillah is talking about the Izov into the Meinida, and then you sprinkle it. According to Rashi, it is the Hazayah of the Paraduman, the individual, and then his trip to the mikveh. Those are connected because the end of the pasuk says v'rachatz b'mayim. But in both those instances, they have a requirement of b'yom hashvi. It has to be done during the daytime. Now v'chein shomeret yom k'neged yom lo tidvol ad shetedet zachama. Shomeret yom k'neged yom should only go to the mikveh once the sun rises. So now, the shomeret yom k'neged yom, let's just take a step back and understand the din of nida min Torah. The din of nidam in the Torah is that if a woman has any sighting of dam, of any menstrual dam, then she is tmeah for shiv'ayamim, for seven days. Irrespective of whether she sees dam or she doesn't see dam, she's now tmeah for seven days. Once she reaches the seventh day, after the seventh day has passed, as soon as, if she gets through the end of the seventh day, she can go to the mikveh, and then she is tahor. Even if she was seeing dam all day on the seventh day, doesn't matter. As long as she stops by the end of the seventh day, and then she goes to the mikveh on that night, she's now tehorah. That is the din of nida mina Torah. At that point, she now enters into what's called the 11 days of Yemei Ziva. Those 11 days, which are after those first seven days of Tumah, the 11 days of Yemei Ziva I would call, were called like the equivalent of being on probation. Which is that during those days, if she doesn't see any dam, she has no sightings, then there's no question she is tehorah. On the other hand, if she sees some dam during those days, then the first day she sees dam, she's what we call a shomeret yom keneged yom. The second day, if she sees sequentially two days in a row, she sees dam, then she's also a shomeret yom keneged yom. If she sees dam three days in a row, then she becomes a zava, or otherwise sometimes known as a zava gdola. And a zava gdola requires what we call shiva nikim, then she has to have a cessation of seeing dam for seven days, Plus, she will bring a korban afterwards. Our practice today is to be choshesh, that all women are zavot gedolot, and therefore we require the rewaiting of the shiva nikiim. And we do that combined, we wait the five days because of the poletet shechvat zera. So that's a different din. We wait five days of tumah, minimum of five days of tumah, and then the seven days of tarat. That's what we do today. Benot Yisrael hechmiru alatzman. But Minat Torah, you have the seven days of Tumah for the Nida. After that, you enter into the 11 days you may ziva. The Shomeret Yom Keneged Yom means that if she has a sighting one day during those 11 days, on the subsequent day, she goes to the Mikveh, and as long as she doesn't see Dam that day, she becomes Tehorah. And the same thing if she sees Dam two days in a row. Then on the third day, she just goes to the Mikveh. If she doesn't have a sighting on that day, then she is Tehorah. And again, if she has three sightings in a row, then she becomes a Zavah.
So what we're speaking about here is the Shomer Yom Keneged Yom. She had a sighting of Dam on one of her days of Yemei Zivav, the 11 days of Yemei Zivav. So now it comes to the nighttime. You would have thought the possibility that at nighttime already she can go to the Mikveh because that's the beginning of the new day. And she's now gone a portion into the new day. So maybe she should go ahead and go to the Mikveh at that point and then wait to finish off the day, B'Tahara. So what the Mishnah tells us is that's not the case. That she has to wait until the morning in order to go to the Mikveh. And that's what the Gemara wants to understand now. Pshita. Why would you have thought otherwise? How is this any different than any other person that goes to the Mikveh? So, in terms of Rashi's explanation of the Mishnah, we already mentioned Tefillah in the Mishnah. So, what is Shomer Yom Kenegid Yom being singled out for? According to Tosafot, the question is a general question, not because the Mishnah mentions Tefillah, because that Tefillah is not about going to the Mikveh, but a general question. Why is Shomer Yom Kenegid Yom? Why would you have any consideration to be different than other Tefillah? It says, Itzrich. It should be no different than the first sighting of a Zav. Right? A Zava is a woman. A Zav is the male when he has a Zavi mission. If he has a first mission, then the The first sighting of a Zav has the same din as a Balkari, someone who has a seminal mission. In the case of a seminal mission, all you have to do is once after you've had it, you're amazed for that day. You go to the mikveh on the day that you had the seminal mission. And by nightfall, you are tahor. So the first sighting of the Zav has that same din. So now we would have thought that the din of the Shomerit Kenyom Keneged Yom is equivalent to a Zav who has a first sighting. Dichtiv, Zotarat Zav, Vashir Mimenu This is the din of a Zav, as well as someone who has a seminal mission. Mak Balkeri Tovel Bayom, just like a Balkeri goes to the mikveh that day, Hanami Litvol Biyome. So too, maybe a Shomerit Yom Keneged Yom She'll go to the mikveh the same day she has a sighting. She'll have the sighting on that day. She'll go to the mikveh, and then when the sun sets in the day, she'll be Torah. But that's not the case, because during the day, that day she can't go to the mikveh. So therefore, it says, As long as she has sighting, the zova, she's having a sighting of dam, then she has a din, she has a status of being like a nida. And so since that yeah says that she will remain in that status of nida for the entire day, she's unable to go to the mikveh on that day. Unlike Azav or unlike a Balkari who can go to the mikveh on the day of their sighting and then be tohar that night, she's going to have to wait till the subsequent day because on the day that she has the sighting, she has a full-fledged din like a nida. So when it says, So this is the Havamina. So fine, she can't go during the day of her Tumah. Maybe she should go that night. So when it says, Because, She'll go into the nighttime. She'll do a little bit of Shomerit Yom, meaning she'll begin the next day and not have a sighting. Next day being already the nighttime. And then she'll go to the Mikveh. That's what it comes to teach us. Since she requires enumeration of the days, Svira biyomamahi. Svira, counting of days of Tahara can only be done during the day. And that is because the Shivanikiim by the Zavagdola, it says, Vesafrala Shivat Yamim. You have to count the seven days. So that means that a Svira, or counting towards Tahara, can only take place during the daytime. 
So that's the Chiddush here. The Chiddush here is that the Shomer Yom Keneged Yom, you might have thought, should be able to go to the Mikveh at night. She'll have a sighting during the day. By the nightfall, she'll wait a couple minutes, and then she can go to the Mikveh. Kamash that's not the case. She has to wait until the next morning to go to the Mikveh. Why would I thought she should be able to go to the Mikveh that night? Because he, she shouldn't be any different than a Zav and a Balkari. Zav and Balkari who have an emission, they can go to the Mikveh right away, and by sunset they are Tahor. So she can't do that because she has a status of Nida all day. But as soon as her status of Nida lifts, by nightfall, she should be able to go to the Mikveh. Kamash that's not the case, and that she must go during the day because she requires Sfira for Tahara, and Sfira can only be done during the day, and therefore she can only go to the Mikveh once the sun rises on the next morning. Now, what is important from this is that Tosafot points out over here that in terms of counting of Mixatayom Kukulo, Mixatayom Kukulo only applies from the daytime and not from nighttime. Rashi in the Gemara Psachim, Rashi in Nido, has a very difficult and interesting shita that you can say Mixatayom Kukulo even for the nighttime. Even on the night before, you can count that as Mixatayom Kukulo. Tosot over there takes Rashi to task, disagrees with him. One of his proofs is our Gemara over here. One of his proofs is here that the Shomer Yom Keneged Yom, she must wait until the morning time. We don't say Mixatayom Kukulo because she had a night time that started and then go to the Mikveh. We say she must wait into the daytime to be considered Mixatayom Kukulo. And his proof is our Gemara here that says there's a demand that Shomer Yom Keneged Yom must be done during the daytime and not the night before. All right, Bikulan Shasu, Mishalea Mudashachar Kasher. All these items, if they're done from Mudashachar, is Kasher. Menahane Mile. How do you know that's true? So, Amarova Damakra, Vaikra Lukim Naor Yom. Because it says that God called the light daytime. Lemeir Uba Kara Yom. As the light starts to break through and come, that is called daytime. That is Alotashachar, that's dawn. As the light starts to cross, come over the horizon, that is the daytime. Well, if that's the case, what are you going to do with the other half of the Pasuk, which says, and to darkness he called Laila. Well, if you're going to define Choshech the same way you defined Or, that means the Machshich Uba As the darkness approaches, then it's night already, which would mean that it's night after sunset, but before it's Eta Kochavim. And it says, how could you say that? It's not nighttime until it's Eta Kochavim. So here the Gemara is certain about two things. One thing that it's certain about is that nighttime is only after Tzayta Kochavim. Shkiah is not the end of the day. Tzayta Kochavim is nighttime. In addition to that, the Gemara is saying the same thing with regards to Amud HaShachar, that Amud HaShachar, dawn, is the beginning of the day. So daytime is from dawn until Tzayta Kochavim. So El Amar Rabbi Zeira, so that can't be the proof anymore because... You can't read the parallel statement in Choshech that you do with Yom. Otherwise, you're going to have a stira here, because then you're going to have it be that dawn is the beginning of the day, and Shkia and sunset is the end of the day. And that would create a problem of parallel structure in the day, and I'll explain that in one second. He says the Pasuk's from here, from the Pasuk in Nechemiah. Here they are building the walls of Yerushalayim, but they are under danger of attack because the people around them don't want them to finish the walls of Yerushalayim because then they will be secure and then they'll be able to reestablish the city. Nobody's really living in the city of Yerushalayim. They live around the city of Yerushalayim, not in the city itself. So they're working at the time. And it says there, with regards to Nehemiah describing how they worked, it says, We are doing the work. 
וחציים מחזיקים ברמחים, and the other half of them are holding on to their spears, מעלות השחר צאת הכוכבים, from dawn until nightfall. ואומר, and it says that in the next pasuk it says, גם בעת ההיא אמרתי לעם, I said to the people, איש ונערו ילינו בתוך ירושלים, don't go home, stay inside of Yerushalayim. והיו לנו הלילה משמר והיום מלאכה. And we will guard the city at night, and we will work during the day. So now the Gemara wants to understand, why do you need two psukim to prove this? The first psuk seems to prove this, which is the melacha, we worked from dawn until tzayta kochavim. So why do I need the second psuk? My va'omer, what is that coming to teach you? Maybe from dawn is not daytime. And when the sun sets, it's night. So why are they saying they worked from dawn until... They were They came to work early, and they left from work late. Meaning that they worked longer than the day. The daytime is from sunrise until sunset. But they were working. They, well, they worked from the time it was light out till the time it was dark out. So they started at Alot and they ended at Seito Kochavim. But they're not defining what day is. So Tashma, that's what the second puzzle comes to teach you, which says, We worked during the day. So if we work during the day, then that is the definition of day. What is day? They weren't doing more. They weren't doing an excess of normal work. They worked the daytime shift. What was the daytime shift? From Alot to Shachar until Tzaytok Chavim. And from that you learn that day is from Alot to Shachar until Tzaytok Chavim. Now if you remember, we discussed this in the Gemara in Psachim in the ninth parak, as well as in the first parak in the Gemara in Brachot, and also in Pameh Balikim in the Gemara in Shabbat, with regards to the problem of Ben Hashmashot. The problem exists both in the morning and in the evening, which is that the light of the sky is different than the time that the sun sets or the sun rises. So at sunset, the sun leaves the horizon at a certain point because we no longer, based on where we are situated on earth, can see where the sun is. Obviously, the sun's not moving. We are moving. But the way it looks to us, the sun is moving. It dips below the horizon. We can no longer see the sun. But even when the sun is below the horizon, there's still light in the sky, and that has to do with the atmosphere, that the refraction of the light from the sun at a certain angle will continue to be there until the sun moves to a point where that angle is too great, and it won't light up the sky anymore. But what that means is that the sun leaves the horizon at one point, but light only leaves the horizon at a much later time. The same is true in the morning. As the sun comes to rise, then the sky will be light before the actual sun rises above the horizon. So you have a parallel between the morning and the night. The Benesh Mashot of night is also the Benesh Mashot of the morning. They have a similar issue, which is, is daytime defined by sunrise and sunset? Or is daytime defined by dawn and Seito Kochavim? Or in essence, the question is, is it have to do with the sunrise or it has to do with light? Is light the beginning of the day and then the end of the day is when there's no more light? Or is it that when the sun rises, the sun sets, that's when day and night come about? Our Gemara is unequivocal here, that it has to do with dawn and teta kochavim. And therefore, there is no question here as to the length of a day. A day begins at Shachar and ends at teta kochavim. Now, the question that arises here then is, our Mishnah says that when it comes to sunrise, that's the time to do the mitzvah. But... You, if you did it, Mishalah Mudashachar, if you did it from dawn, then it is okay. Why do we say do it at sunrise? Because not everybody's baki at when the end of the night is and the beginning of dawn is. 
So in order to avoid the problem of subjective trying to figure out when that turning point is or that threshold is between night and dawn, we said everybody, sunrise is a clear thing. You can see the sunrise above the horizon. So there, all mitzvot are done after sunrise. But if you did the mitzvah back from Alot Shachar, it's fine because it really is daytime already. The question arises at nighttime, why is that not the same way? At nighttime, we have a, a concept of the Benesh Mashot in which we don't do mitzvot. If a mitzvah has to be done at night, we only do it after Tzaytok Kochavim because there's this Benesh Mashot period, which is the period of time between Shkiah and Tzaytok Kochavim. And that period of time is like a twilight where we don't do mitzvot at night. Why don't we say the same thing, that the mitzvah should be done Mitzvot Kochavim, and that's it. Just like by here, the, there's no question that daytime is from Alot Shachar, then there should be no question that daytime only ends at Tzaytok Kochavim. How come we don't have that parallel at night with regards to the halacha? So it's, it's, a, it's a good question. It seems that Tosafot is addressing this question when he asks the question. You see that? Hakaim kochim leilehu. Why is everybody arguing about Benesh Mashot? That's it. Bottom line is, What does this Benesh Mashot matter at all? He tells us what it says. That's exactly the problem here. He says, wait a minute. There is a problem here, which is, when is Tzaytok Kochavim? And that's the Machloket. This idea of Benesh Mashot is because there is a question as to when Tzaytok Kochavim begins. Because Kochavim come out earlier, there are other Kochavim that come out later, which are the ones that determine when Tzaytok Kochavim is. And so that's basically what he's arguing, we're arguing about is, when is that threshold of Tzaytok Kochavim? How close is that to Shkiah? How far away is that from Shkiah? And that leads to this period of Benesh Mashot, of a period of uncertainty, as to whether we've really crossed over the threshold of Tzaytako Chavim. Now, what's interesting here is that the Gemara here gives this Pasuk from Nehemiah as definitive proof, the fact that nighttime starts at Tzaytako Chavim. Yet, on the Gemara and Brachot and Dav Beramud Bet, the Gemara says, Zecher Ledavar. It says, not, it's not absolute proof, it's just a good hint to the fact that that's the case. Why is it over here the Gemara says, no questions asked? That it's Tzaytok Kochavim is nighttime. And over there in the Gemara it says, okay, it's Zechel Devar. It seems, it's a nice idea. It's not an absolute proof. So Tosvot differentiates between what the Gemara is discussing over there and what we're discussing over here. Here we're discussing the din of nighttime and daytime. And with regards to nighttime, Tzaytok Kochavim is clearly nighttime. It's clearly Laila. The problem is that by Kriyat Shema, the din is Kima and Shchiva. So the din to say Kriyat Shema night is Man Shchiva. That's where we don't know when that time is. So yes, we know when nighttime is, but we don't know when Zman Shchiva is. And so that might be different. I mean, that nighttime might start before Zman Shchiva. So you don't have an answer. You have a time period when you know it's Laila, but that doesn't prove that that's also Zman Shchiva. Gemara's conclusion is that it is. The Tzaytu Kochavim is the time of Zman Shchiva, and that's when you can say Kriyat Shema. But certain mitzvot that require Laila and not Shechiva, and the same thing will be true in the morning, that the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema might not require Neitzah Chama. All these mitzvot here, we say you have to wait until sunrise. How come by Kriyat Shema, nobody says you have to wait until sunrise until you say Kriyat Shema? Except for the Balei Atosafot, there's a shita in the Gemara Yoma that they have, that you can only say Kriyat Shema after sunrise. But almost everybody, in the way we paskin, is that you can say Kriyat Shema before Neitzah Chama. You don't have to wait. 
the tos, the, you can answer the same way again is because the din by Kriyachma is a din in Kima. It's not a din in Yom. It's not that you say it during the daytime, but rather it's a din in Kima, a time when you wake up. And so wake up time may be different than Yom. And that's why it's not bounded by this Neitzah Chama. But Moshe Feinstein, in one of his chuvot, has a, a big chiddish. He says, here the Mishnah lays out all those items that you have to say, me Chama. He says, absent from this list is tefillah, is davening. He says, we never find in this list, nor do we find in the Gemara and Brachot anywhere, that there's a requirement to daven after sunrise. Now he says that the Gemara there says that Vatikim Hayumitpalim Imen Eitzachama, that they used to daven with sunrise. He says, well, that's the Chatchilah, as the Gemara there says. The Chatchilah, you have to daven Shmonesri with sunrise. If you don't do that, then that's the Mitzvah Menem If you don't do that, you can daven all the way until the fourth hour going to Yehuda, to the Chatzot, going to the Chachamim. So he says the same thing beforehand. Why? You can daven before Neitzachama. You can daven before sunrise. Because it's only mitzvah min mufkar to daven at sunrise. But before sunrise, you could daven then as well, because we find nowhere in the Gemara of a limitation of not davening before sunrise. Based on that, he's matir for people, b'shatat chak, people who are in a very difficult situation, have to go to work, and they're unable to daven after Neitzachama. He says that they can daven, b'diavad, they can daven before Neitzachama because of this. He says it's a chiddush gadol, and therefore, he's not willing to just give it as a blanket head there. So he says it because it's a shatat chak combined with his chiddush, he's willing to allow people to daven before Neitzah That's the way we pask in that when a person's in a very difficult situation or has to travel, or has to go to work, then in those instances that there might be a dispensation to daven before Neitzah Again, we discourage it. We try our best not to do it. But if one is stuck in that position, they can daven in the period of time between Alot HaShachar and Neitzah Right now we move on to the next Mishnah. This is a very famous Mishnah. It has ramifications all through Shas, this Mishnah, which is, Kol Hayom Kasher Lekriyata Megillah. You can read Megillah all day. Ulekriyata Halel. As well as Halel, you can read Halel all day. Ulekriyat Shofar. The Mitzvah Shofar is during the day. All day you can blow the Shofar. Nitilat Lulav. The taking of the Lulav can be done all day. Tehitpalela Musafim. Tefilata Musafim is Kol Hayom. You can daven all day. Tefilat Musaf. Ulu Musafim, and the Karbanei Musaf themselves can be brought all day. So what you have here, we're going to continue the list in a second, but what you have here is a number of mitzvot, whose mitzvah is during the day. And what the Mishnah is teaching us is that, even though there's a din of Zrizim Makdimin the mitzvot, and therefore we encourage you to do it as early as possible in the day, nevertheless, you can, if you don't do Zrizim Makdimin the mitzvot, you have permission to do the mitzvah the entire day. And that's these mitzvot are all kshirim the entire day. So we listen to these. Now we're going to continue. The vidui parim. And the vidui that's done on the parim. Here the parim referred to the par helem dover shel tzibur. As well as the par kohen mashiach. Sometimes the Mishnah uses the word parim in plural to reference not only the par helem dover shel tzibur, but also the par of yom hakipurim. The reason that they may not say it this time, is because the Mishnah itself enumerates Vidu Yom HaKippurim, even though that might refer to the Sa'ir and not to the Par. Uh, nevertheless, because it's enumerated separately, Rashi over here says the Vidu Parim is referring to the Par Helam Davish Tzibor, which is the case where Beitin Paskin of Aralocha incorrectly, and the Rove of Bnei Israel acted upon that Psach Alocha. The same is true of Par Kohen Mashiach, which is the Kohen Gadol, who, on P of his Psach, which was a wrong psak, he does something and doesn't have a he brings a par kohen mashiach. The saying of the parsha of vidui maser has to be done during the day, and it can be done all day. 
Levidu Yom HaKippurim, the Vidu of Yom HaKippurim on the Seir HaMishtaleach, that can be done all day. Lusmicha, when you have a Kurban that requires Smicha, placing your hands on it. Lishchita, the shechting of a Kurban. Litnufa, the wave offering, anything that requires a wave offering. Lahagasha, lahagasha is for a Mincha. Mincha is required when you bring a Kurban Mincha to the Mikdash, then before it gets the Komets taken off of it, you have to take it and touch it to the corner of the Mizbech, on the southwestern corner of the Mizbech. You touch it to that corner in order to be Mikadeshit. And then the Kmitzah, afterwards you take off a Kometz from it. Ul Haktara, Haktara is placing of the Kometz on the Mizbech. Limelika, that's for an oaf for birds in the Mikdash, the way that they're shechted is through Milika. Ule Kabbalah, Kabbalah Dam, that is done with Hazayah, the sprinkling of the Dam. All these items are, can only be done during the day. And the kasher to be done all day. Ashkayat sota, to giving the sota to drink the meamirim, can has to be done during the day and it's kasher all day. Avrifata egla, breaking the neck of the egla, or an egla rufa, when they find a body that was, of someone who was murdered between two cities and they're trying to be mechaper in the interim for the dam that was spilled until they find the murderer. Utarata mitzara, and the process of Tarat Mitzvah also has to be done in the day and can be done all day. So these are mitzvot that are kolayam kasher. They're kasher all day. Kolalayla kasher. Now we have mitzvot that the mitzvah is at night and when the mitzvah is at night, the entire night is kasher for it. So kolayalayla kasher, the ktsirat omer to the harvesting of the omer that will be used to make the omer and bring the kurbana omer. Lekter chalavim ve'evarim the placing of the fats and the ivarim on the mizbeach from the korbanot that can be placed all night on the mizbeach. Zakval, here's the principle. The varsh mitzvah biyom, any mitzvah that is a daytime mitzvah, kasher kolayom, you can do it any time during the day. The varsh mitzvah a mitzvah that is at night, then kolalayla, kasher, then the entire night is kasher kolalayla for doing of that mitzvah. Now, the Gemara is going to ask a question about all of these mitzvot as to why we know that these are mitzvot that are done during the day. And the assumption is, once we know that they're done during the day, that they can be done all day. The only question you might want to ask is, we had a Mishnah just a second ago, and that Mishnah described five items that can only be done in Eitzah Chama. Now, those are all mitzvot that can be done during the day. So why is it that First of all, these, these Mishnah is split from the Mishnah over here, because the same din should apply to those items that are enumerated in the previous Mishnah, as well as the no, no, ones that are enumerated in this Mishnah. And the same is vice versa. I mean, that the din of Kolayom should apply to all the mitzvot that are found in the previous Mishnah. So why is it that the Mishnayot split these lists in half, and then there's no overlap between them? So the way that the Mishonim deal with that here, the Rashba, the Ritva, and others, they say that the Mishnah is bringing you items that are chidushim. For instance, in the first Mishnah, all of the items there that are mentioned, it's a chidush that they are mentioned there because you would have thought possibly that they shouldn't start at sunrise, that maybe they should start at another time. And again, one of the examples would be Shomer Yom Kenegah Yom, as we saw before, that the Gemara had a Havamina that should be done at night, and it says, no, Kamash Malan during the day. So that's true of all those mitzvot. Megillah is the same thing. Megillah, you read in the Megillah at night. So you would think, okay, you can read it at night. Why do you have to wait until Neitzachama? So then again, that's the Chiddush. All of these items have a Chiddush in them. 
And then, why does the second Mishnah not enumerate the items from the first Mishnah? The Ritva has a novel way to explain that. He says, because our Mishnah begins, Koliyam Kasher, the Kriyata Megillah. Kriyata Megillah is the first item mentioned in the previous Mishnah. The Ritva says, that means Kriyata Megillah, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot means Kriyata Megillah and all those other four items that we mentioned in the previous Mishnah. And now it's continuing with additional items. That's the way the Ritva deals with this and explains why these Mishnayot are broken into two different Mishnayot. Now, the other other Achonim, like the Pnei Yoshua, explain that actually it's not true. Of the five mitzvot that are mentioned in the previous Mishnah, only Kriyat Megillah is a mitzvah that's only done during the daytime. The other four mitzvot are not something that is done only during the daytime. Rashi, as we quoted before, Rashi on the Mishnah says that if you go for a tefillah, that's only true on your seventh day of tefillah. If a tamay mate or a zav on his seventh day goes to the mikveh, he must join it during the day. But after the seventh day, he can do it at night during the day, he's already fine. So the same thing with milah, according to those tanaim that believe that milah after the eighth day can be done night and day, then it's not true that it can only be done during the day. On the specific day itself that the primary mitzvah exists, yes, it can only be done during the day. But after that point, these mitzvah can be accomplished even not during the daytime. So based on that, that's why the Mishnah split them. The Mishnah says, Kriyat Megillah, both of them, because Kriyat Megillah is something that, number one, starts in Eitzachalam, is also something only done during the day. On the other hand, when it comes to the other four mitzvot mentioned in the previous mitzvah, we can only be done starting at Eitzachama. You're right, that's a trigger or a threshold to start the mitzvah. From that point forward, those mitzvot can be done during the day and night, and that's why they're not enumerated in the next Mishnah. Now, it's not so true, because when it comes to the Megillah, the same thing is true by the Megillah. The Megillah has a mitzvah at night, and has a mitzvah during the day. So we'll address that in a second when it comes to the mitzvah that are kasher kol that the Mishnah did not enumerate Megillah. A mitzvah that's kasher all the night. So then here the Mishnah mentions Chakter Chalavim Vevarim, and it mentions Ktsirat Omer. Why does it mention Megillah, which is a mitzvah of the night? So from this, the Ran concludes, and other Rishonim point out, that the reading at night is not the Ikar reading. The reading at night, even though Rabbi Shulman Levi's statement is, we read it at night and repeat it during the day, the truth is, we read it during the day, and we also read it at night before. But the Ikar, Kriyat, the Megillah, is during the day, and for that reason, we make a Shechianu on the Megillah again during the day. Even though we made a Shechianu at night by the Megillah, when we read it again during the day, we make a Shechianu. Now, there are others who say, no, we say the Shechianu for the Mitzvah Dayom, and that's what we have in mind for the Mitzvah Dayom, which include Mishloach Manot, the Suda, and the Matanot Yonim. But, according to the Ran, that's not the case. We say Shechianu just on the Megillah, because the Ikar Kriya is during the day, and the night reading is only a additional reading. Right now, the Gemara asks about each of these items, Minolan. Where do we know this is true? Domakra, again by Megillah, we know by Yomim Eilin, Yiskarim Asim. Kriyat HaAlel, this should remind us, we're closing up the parak here. This takes us back to the beginning of the parak. If you remember, in the beginning of the parak, the Gemara wants to know, how do you know that Halal cannot be read out of order? That a Korelim by Halal doesn't work? The Gemara quoted this pasuk, this was Rabba's reasoning, So Mizrach Shemesh Ad was describing the daytime. So Halel is done during the daytime. It also describes a pattern that is continuous, which is Mizrach Shemesh Ad from the sunrise until the sunset, something that is always the same order, always sequential, and that's why you have to read it in order. Now Rav Yosef Omer, Mari here is, we have a Girsa Rabbi Yossi, but it's Rabbi Yossi, if you look back in the beginning of the parak, it also uses Rabbi Yossi, Omer. Ze'ayom asa Hashem, 
Megillah v'nis mechavo. So Zehayom. This is the day. So during the day is Asa Hashem. That's when we Megillah v'nis mechavo. And same thing over there. Zehayom means Zehayom has to be in this order. Meaning that there is a order to what we do here. That the Yom, just like the day comes in order, and that this is the Zeh, is the way it's done. So therefore it has to be read sequentially, but it also means Zeh Yom, that it also Halal is only done during the daytime. Tilat Lulav, how do you know that taking Lulav is done during the day? Dekhtev lakaktum lachem bayom harishon, bayom in the daytime. Utkiyat shofar, dekhtev yom trua yelachem. Again, the word Yom is being used here. Uh, in each of these instances, the Gemara is not using Yom as being day, 24 hours, but Yom meaning daytime. By the Musafim, it says, Each day, they have the Korbanot Musafim. So, so now, that teaches about the Korban itself, can only be brought during the day. And Tfilat Musaf, Kim Musafim Shabuah Rabbonon. Rabbonon put the Tfilat Musaf, Kineged Ha Musafim. So if the Musafim can only be brought during the day, then certainly Tfilat Musaf can only be done during the day. And that's important that Musaf has a different status as a Tfilah than the other Tfilot. Gemar and Brachot has an argument as to who established the Tfilot. Are the Tfilot connected Korbanot or are they connected Avot? But that's only true by Shachrit Mincha Marif. By Musafim, nobody suggests that they're connected Avot. It's only connected Korbanot. And that has Nafkamino to Halacha, including whether you can dab in Tfilat Musaf as a Tfilat Nidava, the answer is no. And whether you have to repeat when you make a mistake, and whether you can have Tashlumim, all of those are affected by the fact that Tfilat Musafim is Kenegeda Korbanot, and therefore it has much more strict rules associated with it, versus the other Tfilot, which are also Kenegeda Vot, and they're Rachmin Inhu, they are Rachamim, and therefore we have rules that are dispensations regarding that because of that. Okay, Ulu Vidui Parim, how do we know that Vidui Purim is only done during the day? Dalif Kapara Kapara Mi Yom Kippurim. We have Xer Shavu Kapara Kapara for Yom Kippur. From Yoma, you remember this, that there is a parallel between the Parim of Yom Kippur and the Par Helam Dover Shel Tzibur and the Par Koin Mashiach. We learn a lot of halachot back and forth between them. Tatanya Gabi Yom Kippurim. By Yom Kippurim it says, V'chiper Bado Ba'ad Beito B'kaparat Adverim HaKatuv Medaber. That's talking about Vidui. How do I know it's talking about Vidoy? Why don't we say it's talking about Kaparat Dam? That he does the Kaparat by doing the sprinkling of the Dam, of the Zayot of the Par, that's Vichiper Badovad Beito. So the Mara says here, no, it's Bekaparat Dvarim Akatub Mitaver. So, how do you know it's not Kaparat Damim? Because it says right afterwards, Vishachatata Parachatat, Asherlo. The Shechit is done afterwards. So, Vichiper Badovad Beito can't be talking about the Dam because you don't have the Dam yet. You haven't shafted the animal. So the Chippar Badova Ad Beito must be talking about Vidoy. So that's one. The Chappara Biyomomahu. And Chappara can only be done during the day. Dechtiv, because it says by Yom HaKippurim, Biyom HaZei Chappar Aleichem. So just like by Yom Kippur, the Chippar Badova Ad Beito is subject to Biyom HaZei Chappar Aleichem. And that Chippar Badova Ad Beito is Vidoy. So the Vidoy of Yom Kippur must be during the day. So too, that's the Kapara, Kapara, that we learn from here by Yom Kippur to the Kapara of the Paralam Davar Shotzibur and the Parkoin Mashiach teaches you that they also, the Vidui of those two Korbanot, can only be done during the daytime. Ulu Vidui Maser Vidui Maser Dekhtiv Amart Lifnei Hashem Lakecha Bi'arti Kodesh Minabayit 
That is, in every of the seven years of the Shemitah cycle, in the fourth year, which is the year after the first three, and in the seventh year, you do Vidu Maser in Pesach, which is you take out all the Masrot from the previous three years that you haven't given yet, and you have to distribute them and take care of them. And then you say Vidui Maaser. So how do we know that the Vidui Maaser must be done during the day? So we quote from the Pasha Vidui Maaser that's in Pashat Kitavo. And then it says Vesamech Lein, and right afterwards it says Hayom Mitzavacha. So I am commanding you on this day. So even though it's not necessarily talking about the Vidui Maaser, nevertheless that Hayom teaches you the juxtaposition of Hayom to the Vidui Maaser teaches you that Vidui Maaser is done during the day. The smichal ushchita, you have to have during the day, dechtiv, because it says, v'samach v'shachat. So you have a correlation in the pasuk between the smicha and the shchita. Not only the fact that, according to some, that you have to do shchita, take up the smicha, that you have to do the shchita immediately after you do the shchita, but there's also the fact that the pasuk mentions both of these verbs in a Single pasuk allows us to correlate between them. Because it says, with regards to this, Samach Yado Arosh Korbano. And then afterwards it says, Vishachat. And then he will shech the Korban. And how do we know that Shechita has to be done during the day? Because by Shechita it says, Vayom Zivchachem. On the day that you do your Zevach, on the day that you do the Shechita of your Korban. How do we know that wave offerings can only be done during the day? On the day that you wave the Omer. But during the day, the Hanafa is done. How do I know that the bringing of the Mincha to touch the corner of Mizbeach is also done during the day? Because there's a Hekesh, a connection between Hagashah and Tnufa. It says, It's talking about a Sota. He'll take from the woman's hand the minchat akanot ve'inif ve'hikriv. He does a wave offering with it, and then ve'hikriv is that he brings it. Hikriv here doesn't mean he puts it on the mizbeach that he's being makrivit like haktara, but rather hikriv here means that he brings it close to the mizbeach. He touches it to the corner of the mizbeach. So you see here, there's a he'nif ve'hikriv are juxtaposed, and based on that, we have a limud that just like tanafa or tnufa is during 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 the day. So too, Hakravad, Hagashah is done during the day. Now, what about the other items of the Mishnah? Malika, Kmitza, Ola Haktara, Ola Hazaya. All these items, again, we defined them before. Malika is the way that you do Shechita on an oaf. Kmitza is the equivalent of Shechita for a Mincha, which is that you take the fistful off of the Korban Mincha to put on Mizbeach. Haktara is the placement of the Kometz on the Mizbeach. And Hazaya is the sprinkling of the Dam. How do I know that all of those items can only be done during the day? Dechtiv, biyom tzavato at b'nei Yisrael. That's at the end of the parshiot ha-karbanot, at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. Over there, it says, biyom tzavato, on the day that he commanded him about all the korbanot. So your korbanot can only be brought, biyom tzavato la-krivit karbanehem, to bring their korbanot, v'chohani ha-karvot karbaninu. And as Rashi points out, all of these items are part of the akravata karbanot because haktarata kometz, is the placement on Mizbech. And the Kmitza is like the Shechita, or the bringing of the Korban, and Haktara's placement on Mizbech, and Hazayah of the Dam on the Mizbech. All of these items are the Hakrava, bringing it to the Mizbech, putting it on the Mizbech. That's one way Rashi defines it. He says, Inami, all of these items are the facilitators 
of the Hakravan and Mizbeach. Without them, you can't do the Hakravan and Mizbeach, and therefore these are the defined items. But Rashi is trying to understand here, and Tosavot's doing the same thing, is why do I have to have a separate limud for Shechita, for Hanafa, and Hakrava, or Hagashat, which is the Hakrava there, why do I have a separate limud for them? And then all of these items have a limud from Bayom Hakriv, that on the day that they brought the Korbanot. Because Rashi says that these are either our Hakrava, these are the things that go on the Mizbeach or come to bring it to the Mizbeach, or they're facilitators of it. The other items are not Ma'akev. Tznufa, the wave offering, is not Ma'akev. Smicha is not Ma'akev. Shechita can be done by Azar. So all those items are not Ma'akev, quote-unquote, the Korban, and therefore they need their own limu to teach you that they have to be done during the day. Olashkayat Sota, for the Sota to drink, Atya Torah Torah. You have Gzair Shava Torah Torah. Ktivacha Vasalaka Kohen et Kola Torah Zot. Uktivatam, and it says there, Apiya Torah Asher Yerucha Vala Mishpat. Ma Mishpat Bayom, Afkan Bayom. Just like Mishpat can only be done during the day, so too, the Hashkayat Sota, giving the Sota to drink, can only be done during the day because it says Torah there and it says Torah here. How do I know that Mishpat can only be done during the day? Because it says, Biyom Hanchilo et Banav, on the day that he gives the inheritance over to his children. So that is a din in Mishpat. And Biyom Hanchilo teaches you that only during the day is there Mishpat. We are Fiat Haegla, the breaking of the Egla's neck, the Egla Rufa. Because by Egla Rufa it says Kapara. It mentions that it is a form of kapara. As I said before, it is a way to shield B'nai Israel from the wrath of God until they find the murderer and they bring him to trial. So in the interim, they bring the Egla Rufa in order to protect them. And it says over there, That'll be a kapara. And since there's kapara, it's domele kodashim. It's similar to kodesh. And just like with kodashim, we said before, they can only be done during the day. So too, the Egla Rufa can only be done during the day. Utarata Mitzura, Dikhtiv. It says by the Mitzura, Zotia Tarata Mitzura, Biyom Taharato. On the day he becomes to be Mitzura himself. So this during the day, the Tarata Mitzura can only take place during the day. Kolalayla Kashir the Ktsirat Omer. How do we know this? Damamar, Ktsira, Bisvira Balayla, Bahabayom. Because the Ktsirat Omer is at night. The Svirat Omer is at night. The Havat Omer, the bringing of the Korban Omer, is during the day. Now this has a big nafkamina lalacha. Tosafot jumps on this, and this is the source of the position of Tosafot versus the Bahag. The Bahag believes that a person, if they don't count at night, can count during the day. Now, it's the Bahag, the girsa that is in the Bahag is that if he doesn't count at night, he can count during the day, and he can count during the day even with a brocha. Some of the Gersot don't have the word bracha in it. Others have the word bracha on it. Many of the Mishonim misquote the Bahag. And the Tosavot here on the bottom of Chafam Ebed also misquotes the, the Bahag as saying that if you don't count at night, you can count during the day without a bracha. That's not true. The Bahag says you can count during the day. Either the Gersot says that he didn't mention bracha at all, but implied is that you could make a bracha, or he explicitly says the Bahag that we have, we have Gersot of the Bahag, that have it saying that you can make a bracha. So the Bahag believes that you can do it at night, and if you don't do it at night, you can do it during the day. Why? Because there's a Mishnah in Menachot that says, Ktsira ta'omer balayla. Ktsira ta'omer is at night, like we said over here. And, Bidiyavad, if you didn't do Ktsira at night, it's Kashir Bayom. You could do it during the day. So, if Ktsira ta'omer can be done at night, and Bidiyavad, it can be during the day, so too by Sfirat ta'omer. Sfirat ta'omer, which is connected to Ktsira, can be done at night. And if you didn't do it at night, you could do it during the day.
That's the Shabshat, that's the simple understanding of the Gemara according to the Bahag, and that's the Mishnah in Minachot. Tosafot takes issue with this Bahag and says he's wrong. The mitzvah of Svirat Omer is only at night. How do I know that? Our Mishnah right here. Our Mishnah says, Only nighttime. What happened to that Mishnah in Menachot? It says, you know what? It's a machloket ha-mishnayot. The Mishnah in Menachot thinks you can do it during the day. The Mishnah over here says you cannot do Svirat Omer during the day, and that means you can't do Svirat Omer during the day. And why do we pass them like this Mishnah over the Mishnah in Menachot? Because this Mishnah is a, we call it a Mishnah of Piske Halacha. It's going down one by the next and saying that all of these things are such a, da, 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 and we pass them like Halacha, like all of these items in the Mishnah. So since it's Stam Mishnah, that is, Aliba the Hilchata, therefore we're going to give precedence to this Mishnah, even though the Mishnah Menachot is in its Makom. That's the Makom that we talk about Omer. Nevertheless, we're going to give more Chashivut to the Mishnah over here. And therefore we end up with a machloket between the Bahag and the Tosafot. The Bahag believes that you, if you don't count at night, you can count during the day, even with a bracha. On that end, Tosafot says you can only count at night. If you don't count at night, you cannot count with a bracha the next day. If you want to count during the day, it's fine, but you can't count with a bracha. This is also a derivative of the fact that they learn the word tmimot differently. The Bahag believes tmimot means that you must count every day. If you miss a day, then you're out. You can't count anymore. So he says you can count night and day because the word to be mouth has nothing to do with the particular day. It has to do with the full 49 days together. On the other hand, Tosafot learns the word to be mouth to say each day of the counting should be a whole day. So you should count as early as possible on the day in order that it's tamim, that it's a full day. But there's no requirement of to be mouth, meaning for all 49 days. And therefore, Tosafot says, if you miss a day, then you're not out of counting. You just count the next day. To me, most it's not about all the 49 days. It's about each particular day that you should do at the beginning of the day at nighttime. Only at night can you count. So that brings us to the compromise that we make, which is that we say that you should count at night with a bracha. If you forget to count at night with a bracha, then you can count during the day without a bracha. Without a bracha, because we're choshesh with the sheet of Tosafot. On the hand, we count during the day because Rechoshesh to the Shita of the Bahag, who says, if you don't count on that day, you won't be able to continue counting. So when you count during the day, the next night you can continue counting. According to the Balei Tosafot, counting the day is nothing. But according to the Balei Tosafot, if you miss a day, you can keep counting. So no problem to count the next night. On the other for the Bahag, Bahag says you have to count during the night. If you don't count during the night, you can count during the day. So if you count during the day, you get a full count, and you can continue to count. If you miss a whole day, according to the Bahag, you can't continue. But counting during the day for him is considered to be counting. And that's how we deal with it. If a person forgets to count at night, they count during the day without a bracha, and then they're able to continue counting from that point forward. Now, I'm simplifying all of this, the machloka between the bag and the tabalei atosafot. You should know that there are many different shitot amongst the geonim as to whether you can continue counting, can't counting, only if you miss the first day. If you can miss a day, can you make it up by counting the previous day and that day on the next day? All different shitot within the rishonim. And it, we're bringing down the distilled version, which is the two main shito, the Bahag and the Tosafot, which actually have enough Kamina Lalacha for us about the way that we deal with Svirata Omer. All right, now the remark continues. Zaklau, Devash Mitzvot Vayom, Kasher Kolayom. This is the principle. Anything that has a mitzvah during the day, it's Kasher all day. So Zaklau, like Tu Emai, the Bavli always asks this question. Whenever a Mishnah says Zaklau, 
The Bible is not saying, oh, Zeraklal means, here's the principle. The Mara says already, if it says this, the principle means coming to include other items. What's the Tui Emai? The Tui is Sidur Bazichim Siluk Bazichin. I'm going to teach you that you can put the Bazichim, which are the frankincense that go on the Shulchan of the Lechem Apanim, that are put on and then taken off to be put on Mizbech to be Matir the Lechem, that they can be put on during the day and taken off during the day. Could the Rabbi Yossi? And that's like the Shita Rabbi Yossi. Dani Rabbi Yossi, you may Sileka de Yishanesh Acharit. You take the old bread or the old bazichim off in the morning, and then you brought the new ones on, not arvit at night, but in the arbayim in the afternoon, that's not a problem. Then what am I going to do with the pasuk of lefanay tamid? It says you have to have lechem panim lefanay tamid, that the lechem panim have to always be there. That's the girsa that we have here. If you look in the Gemara Menachot, the girsa is more meduyak, which is shalom yalin shulchan below lechem. Just means that you can't go overnight without the shulchan having lechem on it. This is basically a machloket about what the word tamid means. We have a machloket between Rashi and the Rambam with regards to Nerot, the Menorah, and the Mikdash. What does the word tamid mean there? We have a machloket tanaim between Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim as to what the word tamid means here by the shulchan ha'panim, by the lechem ha'panim. So by the shulchan, the Chachamim say tamid means continuous all the time. So that means when you put on the new, when you take off the old bread, you have to be putting on the new bread. Basically, they slide the new lechem apanim on as they're sliding off the old lechem apanim. They put the new bazichim down as they take off the old bazichim because it has to be continuously in that manner. They learn tamid as being literally every moment has to be that way. On the hand, Rabbi Yossi over here is saying the word tamid doesn't mean every moment or continuous. It means every day. It means a regular frequency, a regular interval. So tamid, every single day there's lechem on the panim. You can't go overnight without there being lechem apanim there. Sometimes during the day there's not lechem on there. That doesn't change the fact that it's tamid. Every day or every night there is lechem on the on the shulchan. Every moment, no, but every day or every over every night there is that case. And that's where Rabbi Yosi learned the word tamid over here. Belayla, davarish mitzvah tov belayla kasher kol belayla mitzvah that's at night is kasher all night. Latuye mai. What does that come to include? Latuye achilat psachim comes to tell you that you can eat the korban of pesach all night. Ugdolo kirabelazar ben azaria. This is not like Rabbi Lazar ben Azari de Tanyu. It says, that they ate the meat on that night. I'm Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, and Emrakan Balayla Zeh, on this night. It says, God went through Mitzrayim on the night of Makat Bechorot. So Balayla Zeh, Malalan ad Chatzot. When was Makat Bechorot? Midnight, that's Balayla Zeh. Avkan, so too, Bakhlut Basar Balayla Zeh means ad Chatzot until midnight. So Rabbi Lazar ben Azari says, you must complete the Gorman of Pesach by midnight on the night of the Seder. And our Mishnah is against that position of Rabbi Zerazar and saying that you can eat the Korban Pesach all night. And as Tosfo points out over here, It seems that Allah is like Rabbi Zerazar because we have a Stam Mishnah in Arvei Pesachim that supports his position that only until Chatzot, as well as the Mishnah that we say every morning in Korbanot, at Ezu Mikoman, the last Mishnah in the Perak says that the Pesach is at Chatzot, the Pesach is until Midnight. So all of these seem to support the fact that the end of the mitzvah achilat, Korban Pesach, is until midnight. And therefore, Tosavot says over here, Vimkain, Tzarich Lemaher Lechol Matzah Belele Psachim Kodem Chatzot. You have to make sure to eat the matzah before Chatzot. Vafilo Matzah Shalafi Koman. And even the matzah of the Afikoman has to be eaten before midnight. Shrei Chiyuv Matzah Bezman Azavido Raito. Because the mitzvah of matzah today is Min HaTorah. The Halel that's after the Afikoman, you don't have to get that in before Chatzot. 
Because that's only a din de Rabbonon, that's not a din de Oraita. It's interesting for a number of reasons. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. You can go back to the Gemara in our Vape Sachim and discuss it. First of all, he's calling Afikoman, it seems, de Oraita. When you're ready, you'll say the mitzvah of Matzvah de Oraita when you eat it at the beginning of the meal. There are she taught amongst the Rishonim that the Afikoman is the main Achilata Matzah. And that's the one that you'll say the mitzvah de Oraita with. And the earlier Matzah is not. And you have to discuss why or how that works. But Tosfot clearly says here that you have to finish through the Afikoman before Chatzot, because we paskin like Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, and that's our practice today, which is to ensure that we finish up the Afikoman by Chatzot like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Okay, we'll stop over here. With that, we end the parakadron alach, ha'koreh